Welcome in to Moving the Chains. I'm Kevin Thomas alongside Jarrell Hendricks. Got a very special guest today. Interview, interview lined up with defensive coordinator of the Clinton Red Devils, Ethan Campbell. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. I'm glad to have the invite back onto the show for the second time. We appreciate your time. I think you're our first uh, recurring guest, so that's that's a special honor for sure, man. But uh, if this is you guys' first time tuning in, we appreciate you checking us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. at Moving Chains. Also, our website, movingchains.com. Podcast available on Apple, Spotify, Google, etc. So, Coach, let's take a look back at last week's game. 49-19 went over Chapman to move to 5-0 in the year. And there's a little bit of extra juice in this game after the way that last year's kind of went, some controversy there. How did you guys perform, and how did it kind of feel to get a little bit of maybe uh, revenge against the Panthers? Um, it's funny you say revenge because that's what we were calling it all week. We were calling it revenge week. And Coach Fountain did a really good job of keeping the guys dialed in because everybody knew how big of a game it was for us. Even though they're not in our region anymore, um, we feel like they took something from us last year. And we ended up having to be a number two seed and go on the road in the playoffs. And we much would have rather been on the one, uh, one seed. So it really wasn't uh, that difficult keeping the kids locked in because we had a lot of juniors on that team. So a lot of people that are playing this year remember how it felt last year when we lost that close one to them. So everybody's pretty dialed in. All right, Coach. So you're uh, you're leading the defense there. You guys have been pretty stingy this year. Uh, for the listeners who didn't catch our first interview last year, uh, just tuning into the Red Devils this year, uh, what kind of schemes do you like to run over there on that side of the ball? Um, we've changed just a tad bit from last year. Last year we were 3-4. Um, and we played a lot with a reduction guy, just a walk-up guy. And it's kind of the same thing, but we're basing it more out of a 4-2 this year. That walk-up guy is more of a true defensive end. Uh, it's actually his name. The starter's name is Nazi Bird, great guy, one of the best kids in the building. And he's really uh, taking that role. He's a smart kid. It takes a smart player to play that position because of the alignment changes more for him than probably anybody on the defense. But um, – so if you had to nail it down and uh, pigeonhole us, I'd say it's a four-two-five, and but with it being, we can draw that strong safety into the box and make it look more like a true four-three. But um, that's that's pretty much what we're basing out of. Well, so far on the year, you guys are only giving up twenty points a game on defense, averaging about forty-eight on offense. Who are some of the key guys on both sides of the ball that are really helping you guys get off for this great start? Uh, defensively. We have Bryson James, who everybody in Clinton knows the name right now. And he's a running back, outside linebacker for us. Uh, really plays that outside linebacker position, very violent. Um, the two Copeland boys, which are the twins, Justin and Austin, they're playing our safety position. And their little brother, who is a sophomore, is starting at Sam linebacker for us. So we got three of the Copelands on, on defense. And I'm going to really end up naming all of them do it. Our um, our two inside interior guys are really, in my opinion, probably what makes us click because they're just big, strong guys. And it, I don't want to jinx it, but they just don't get pushed around too much. Um, and it, any defense runs better when you've got two guys in the middle that can hold their own it and keep them off of the linebackers. Um, Brett Young plays our, our bone, which is our wheel linebacker. And he's a very, very cerebral player, uh, always in position. And he had some pretty big hits last week just because he's so smart. And he gets after the football. And what makes us click 
is that every all 11, even when we get into our twos, and that's the Clinton mentality, it's just physical football. Uh, Austin Copeland, who plays quarterback for us, turns around and plays safety, and he had one of the hardest hits I've seen in a high school football game in a long time last week with a guy trying to catch a post pattern across the middle. I mean, it was clean as it could be. And stuff like that sparks the next one. So it's fun when you're coaching guys that have that mentality. Even, I mean, Jarrell, I know you're an offensive guy, but even when your quarterback's coming over here and trying to crack somebody's head, it makes it a lot more fun to coach defense. Yeah, well, we got to tap into that a little bit. Uh, you know, your offense, like Kevin mentioned, you guys are putting up close to 50 a game, uh, especially getting it done on the ground uh, behind Bryson James, who's really tearing it up. Uh, but he sounds like he's playing well for you as well. But does that allow you as a defensive coordinator to be more aggressive? And does that alter your game plan uh, going into the week? Man, um, it's – you cannot – I cannot speak. It's a testament to the offense of how well they play. Coach Alexander, Louis Alexander calls our offense. And it's a lot of smoke and mirrors with our offense, but we've got three or four backs that can touch it. And they're they're good guys. Same thing, same Clinton mentality. They're not easy outs. Yes, they're pretty fast. But when you think of, traditionally think of fast guys, you put a hand on them, they don't really keep going. They're just tough outs. And Coach Alexander does a really good job of, a lot different formation, formation and defenses to death. And he's going to find that weak point and attack it. And Coach Fountain also, now I know we'll probably get into this later. Coach Fountain helps him with the offense as well as Coach DBs for me. And Coach Fountain is very knowledgeable in everything that he does. Um, and what I think has been the biggest difference for us as a football team is Coach Fountain's dedication to the weight room. Um, now I'm not sitting here saying it's me or it's Coach Alexander, we have some very good football players right now, and Coach Fountain makes sure that those suckers are in there lifting weights. And that right there, that'll that'll preach, brother. And that is the change in everything. So, so kind of building off of that, you know, Clinton, historically a proud program, a good program. But prior to last year, they'd had kind of some down years, you know. But now you got Coach Fountain in there really working in the weight room, things like that. You know, you guys had a great year last year, a two like you said, off to a great start this year. Kind of going from maybe the hunter to the hunted almost a little bit in 3A there. How has that changed out the program? Like, you know, how do you guys feel walking around a little more confidence or do you having to kind of guard against that as a coach? Or how has that changed kind of you guys' mindset this year? Well, before we talk into the mindset, the change came with Dr. Brothers, our principal, and uh, Melanie Watson, our assistant principal, that make our schedules. And we have football class at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And it starts at 1.30, and every football player is in it. And the administration is a big key. Now, like I said, we'd like to sit here and say, oh, I'm an amazing coach, or Coach Alexander, or Coach Fountain. But them allowing us to get 97% of our kids into a football class year-round, there aren't – our kids are lifting weights – and this is not an exaggeration of uh, 47, 48 weeks out of the year, all right, four times a week. And that is a testament to Dr. Brothers, our principal, and Coach Fountain. Um, a lot of people could – you could get into March or April, which is the furthest you'll be away from a football season, and it's easy to go into the weight room and take it, it take a light day, not on Coach Fountain's watch. If you're in there, 
you busting your tail. And that is, has been his, his strong suit as well as being a great football coach, but demanding that every time. Now it has, um, as far as us and our mentality, this, this group of kids that we're coaching right now, these seniors, they were the group, right? They were the middle school group that didn't lose a game. They were the JV group that didn't lose a game. So I wouldn't say as as much as us changing it as those kids did not accept losing. Mm-hmm. Losing's a cancer. Once you once you start and you start to accept it, by the way, once you um, get it and you start to accept it, it's kind of hard to turn it around. But winning's fun, and those kids realize that. And they're willing to put that work in that Coach Fountain demands from them in the offseason. And they're willing to lock in for a big game like Chapman. It's fun when you when that's what's happening. Now you bring up Coach Fountain a lot, and you know I don't want you to have to suck up to your boss here a lot. Uh, but Coach Fountain has really you know set a foundation. Just speak on you know how important he's been to the program and to the staff that you're a part of, and to the kids that play for you guys. Um. But can you repeat that? My dog's all in. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, you just you keep referencing Coach Fountain, who's the head coach there at Clinton. Uh, but can you just speak, you know, to how important um, he's been and you know changing the culture, uh, and how important he's been to the development of the staff, your program, and to the kids that you you guys are are leading each every each and every day. Well, the first thing I'm gonna say about Coach Fountain, and anybody that knows him knows this, Coach Fountain's a godly man. All right, and I can't, there's, I don't hand out this compliment much. I can think of two or three people. Emmanuel DeWalt comes to mind. Um, Charlie Jenkins. There are very few people that I can say I would want my son to play for that guy because they're going to make them a better man. And that's, that's probably one of coach, another of coach Fountain's strong suits is he's a godly man and he's going, and as well as me, and he's going to, expect you to do the right thing all the time and he's going to hold you accountable and just make it whatever he preaches he practices and there's a lot of people in the coaching world that can say do this do this but in their own personal life they're not and he leads by example in every aspect and um not just him we have other coaches on our staff that do the same thing we all we have a pretty good staff we all get along very well and I like to think that we are trying our best to win football games, but also mold men. Because, guys, there's a percentage, I can't name it, but it's like 2% go on and play college sports or whatever. So that means 98% of these guys, football's done after their senior year. But the lessons they learn from football or basketball, wrestling or baseball, that's what they carry throughout life. And – Coach Fountain, as well as Coach Alexander, do a really good job of holding these kids accountable and teaching them what it's like to um, to make that payment, which is a saying that we've been using some this year. Uh, we say make the payment. And people think about make the payment. One day you're going to have bills due. One day you're, you're going to have to take care of a child. And you've got to make that payment. And you've got to invest in them to make that. So we – we have been using that in football terms as we want to win on Friday night. But if you don't make the payment Monday through Thursday, you're not going to be able to withdraw on Friday. So we've been saying make the payment. And Coach Fountain does a really good job of preaching that. 
I got to jump in here, Kev, real quick. Uh, you know, going back to that, because you're speaking about, you know, some kids going to college, you know, using football, you know, to further their education. Uh, we got some information that your two stars in Bryson James and Joshon Copeland picked up some scholarship offers from Limestone. Is that correct? Mm, that is. That is. How, um, how important is that for those guys? You know, you know, they've been putting in the work for them to be rewarded like that this season. Um, it's it's really good because they're finally starting to reap some of the the benefits of their hard work. And I honestly not – I don't know how the recruiting process works. I'm not a college coach. I don't know why it's taking people that long, all right, because those guys are good football players, as well as Hezekiah Conner, um, who plays defense line for us. I'm not – I won't say Anderson, but he's got one or two offers as well. And they're – those guys deserve it because they've put that work in. Bryson James, Josh Sean, Hezekiah, Eric Robinson, those guys are working harder in the weight room than anyone else. And we're fortunate that that's the case. And that is the culture that Coach Fountain has built that some of our best football players are our hardest workers. Mm -hmm. And luckily so, because that's not always the case. Uh, you got leaders you can lead uh, to be the hardest worker or you can lead away from that. And fortunately, our guys grind it out. And I'm not saying they're not knuckleheads sometimes. But when it comes down to, like I said, make that payment, they're willing to do so. Well, Coach, taking a quick look back at last year, you guys, you mentioned earlier, were two seed. You know, you lost that tough game to Chapman, had to go on that two line there. Had to go on the road to Daniel the third round and took a tough loss there 52 to seven. How much has that fueled and motivated you guys, not only do the offseason, but also, you know, kind of once, once he started up this year? Um. In the offseason last year, the day of 3A plays the state championship on Friday. Mm -hmm. So we did not lift weights on Friday. We pulled up the 3A state championship during football class, and we were able to watch it because it was right before Christmas break. Yep. And you could have heard a pin drop in there. I mean, they were locked in. They know that's where they want to be. And there's no secret. Daniel's really good again. All right. Powdersville's really good. There's a lot of teams in the upper state that are really good. But if we get to accomplish what we want, I mean, we've got to go through them. And those guys know that. And there will be times in the spring and March or April, Coach Fount say, well, Daniel's working out. Powdersville's working out. All right? Don't let, them, don't let them outwork you. Because if you're not making that payment every week, then it went dark. it's all over but the crying when you get to the playoffs and you haven't invested in yourself like you should. All right, Coach, so looking at you, you know, before you, you got your last non-region game this week uh, with South Aiken, but looking forward a little bit ahead of this game, I know you don't like to do that as a coach. You had a little shakeup in your region. Uh, you added Chester, lose Chapman. Um, you guys got Emerald, Union, and Woodruff. Um, how have these non-region games so far prepared you for that region slate um, in Region 4-3A? Um, we've seen a lot of tight end sets. And uh, Union plays with a tight end a lot. Emerald, I believe, is still in some uh, kind of a wing offense like we are. Woodruff plays with a tight end a lot. We've been very um, fortunate to see those sets in the preseason. Um, even when I was back at Mid-Carolina, th those are all teams that I coached against. The curveball is Chester. I've never coached against Chester Cyclones, and traditionally – they're good. 
Mm -hmm. So I'm curious to see what they look like on film when we get to when that time comes. Um, but everyone else, it's it's kind of status quo. We're, all of these teams are familiar with one another. Clinton and Union have been playing for years. Mm -hmm. Clinton and Emerald, I mean, they've been playing for the past 10 years. Clinton and Woodruff have been playing since the 60s. Um, so it's it's a little familiar that we're able to familiarize ourselves with them. Okay. So the one that is new, like I said, is Chester. So we'll see how that goes when we get to them. Well, so looking at this week, you know, Drill mentioned you guys are at home playing at South Ake in your last non-region game. The Thoroughbreds are only one and four. We were talking off air, you know, we've talked about them all year. They have some very explosive playmakers on offense with the quarterback and running back especially. What's it going to take to get a win this Friday night at home? Um, we've got to contain, number one, the quarterback. They are – I told y'all while we were off air, they're probably the best one-win football team I've ever seen. Um, they're very good up front. Their offense line is big, and they get after it. Whoever their offense line coach is, he probably should be getting paid more money um, because he, they do a really good job. And um, number one is explosive. I think he's averaging 12 yards a carry. Okay? So um, we've got our work cut out for us. And – as I said, one win, but their losses, they got three losses to 5A schools, and they've got a loss to a very, very good 3A Gilbert. Mm -hmm. um, so, me personally, I've been reminding our guys that don't get caught up in looking at records because that's how you get beat. Mm -hmm. um, there aren't many teams in 3A that I, I think South Asia could go any given Friday and test them because they're a good football team. And I think they'll make some noise when they get into their region. They just um, – they were victim of a very tough non-region schedule. Yeah, the thoroughbreds, they got they got some dynamic playmakers there. And Terrence Smith, the quarterback that you mentioned, and Javon Edwards. Uh, Javon Edwards is actually one of our players of the week. Uh, so that's yeah. yeah, so that's definitely going to be a tough test. Uh, but before we get into the easy stuff, we got – we're going to leave you on the hot seat for one more, uh, you know, we're, we're at the halfway point of the season. Um, how far do you think this team can go? Um, Jarrell, I think that if we continue to stay dialed in, I, I, now playoff football is playoff football. For sure. So you got to have your breaks, and that's anywhere. But we would like to obviously go to the region, make a run in the playoffs, and hopefully play for a state championship. And I think we're capable of it. But we, again, you got to make that payment week in, week out. If we don't, if we stumble against South Aiken, then roll up to Union next week and stumble on them, you're already behind the blocks there. Yeah. So, like I told y'all the last time I was on here, we've got to focus on one week at a time. And now that, like you said, it's our last nine region, and then we'll roll into our region um, next week. And that's when the mission starts. Coach, I do want to ask you one more, I guess, more serious one here. You know, obviously, a few years ago, South Carolina kind of changed the way they do the non-region games where they don't really count anymore for anything. You know, obviously, it all comes down to what you do in your region, if you make playoffs or not, and see any things like that. Does that change the way that maybe you coach a little bit in these non-region games as far as trying stuff out or maybe trying you know, a couple guys different spots? Like, does that change your mentality, Any knowing that the game technically doesn't matter when playoffs come around? Um, the only thing I can say with that is maybe if you're up a lot, uh, if you're up 
four scores at the end of the third quarter, trying to build some depth. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think it's the same for every coach. You might think that, but when it's time to play football or play whatever sport it is, you want to win. Yeah. And um, like I said earlier, I, winning's fun. We don't want to stumble up and lose a game and, oh, it didn't really matter mentality because when it comes down to it, it don't matter if you're playing a 5A team or a 1A team, you want to be the best team on the field. Um, but we have been fortunate enough to have a couple leads throughout the preseason where we have been able to get some twos, some reps, and build some depth because depth's important in high school football. Uh, it's not – high school football is not like Clemson and Carolina or Clemson more so where somebody goes down and it's just another five-star plugging in. And that that other guy's got to get his reps and um, be able to produce when it's his time. All right, so we'll get you off the hot seat. I would say you can let your hair down, but you cut it all off. <laughs> so uh, we'll jump into it, Coach. What is on that pregame playlist, whether you're on the bus going somewhere or you're in the weight room or wherever you are before the game, what you listening to before you uh, you hit the field on Fridays? Um we have a – we lift, and Coach Fanger's going to laugh when he hears this. We lift on Fridays on game day, and it's a very short lift. It's time for four songs, and we play three of the same songs. It's the same order. And the third song, we decided, Coach Fanger and I, that it's going to be request. So first one, when we get in the weight room, start it up, is running with the Devils. There's nothing better for me than the Clinton football, Van Halen, running with the Devils. I love it. Gives me chill bumps every time. Second one is uh, Oh, Let's Do It by Flocka. Let's go. Third, third is uh, pure request from anybody, um, whether it's a football player or coach, it's a request. Last week it was uh, We Ready. And usually our workouts are – this next one's going to throw you off for a loop. Usually our workout's done by the time those three songs are up. And the uh, um, last one was um, – oh, man, the the names eluding me. Take me home, Country Roads, John Denver. Okay. Let's go. Um, so, yeah, and it goes like this. Running with the Devils, um, Flocka, oh, let's do it, request. Country Roads take me home. And all the kids sing on. As, and that comes on as we're cleaning the weight room up. And um, all the kids are singing. It's it's a good scene, man. That's love awesome. it. That's awesome. I'll tell you what, watching uh, – I always love watching the West Virginia videos, you know, when they win a big game in the whole stadium singing that song, the whole crowd. Yeah. Into it. That's super cool. But, well, so, Coach, so you're newly engaged. Congrats on that. I am. Uh, not sure if you guys have gotten to the point where you're, you know, doing the registry yet. But if you have – well, there's something that you made sure that got on there that maybe your fiance wasn't too fond of that you're like, I got to get this, babe. <laughs> um, it took everything in my power not to put a lot of hunting stuff on it. <laughs> but um, I did. I put a lot of uh, battery-powered yard tools on it. Okay. Uh, not necessarily a weed eater or anything, but just like hedge trimmers yep, and yep. things of that nature that could be very beneficial if y'all want to buy one of them. We got you. <laughs> Y'all heard it here first. Coach Ethan Campbell is trying to go carbon neutral. <laughs> saving the environment. That's right. <laughs> One of my favorite questions that we always ask, you know, we're going down there uh, 
you know, making that trip down for us is going down 385, jumping on 26 for a minute into Clinton. Where are we going to eat, Coach? Um, the local favorite, I guess, that everybody comes into Clinton for is probably Dempsey's Pizza. Okay. Uh, it's an all-you-can-eat pizza joint. It's really good. Um, but I don't know if I'd go eat there before I came and watch the football game in 85-degree weather because you'd be <laughs> miserable. There's some other good places, though. Um, Steamers, House Pizza, there's a couple good places. Wilson's, if you want just a good cheeseburger hot dog, it's pretty good. A lot so of home areas. But you're uh, you're actually from Newberry. You still live in Newberry, right? Well, I'm from Whitmire. From Whitmire. But you're right, Drill. <laughs> I, that's right. I'm from Whitmire. But, yes, I live in Newberry. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm messing up here. Yeah. So we're, Shout we're, out to the Wolverines. They're doing well so far. Yeah, yep. that coach is doing a good job. I don't, you know, I don't know yeah. if you know him or not. He's doing a good job there from Whitmire. Yeah, he's some Campbell or something, I think. He's doing pretty good. Awesome. Well, Coach, so I know the season's here. You just talked about you're getting out there, you know, working in the farm, stuff like that. What's the biggest deer you've seen on camera yet this year? Oh, we actually – this was a blessing in the skies. We picked up a, a lease that's like eight minutes from Clinton High School. <laughs> and, um, so I, I actually was able to leave practice today and go get in the deer stand. And um, Erica told me I had to tell her this because last time I was on, I talked about her missing that butt with her bow. <laughs> I've been kind of sick, kind of um, stuffy. I had four does come in and get under me tonight or this evening, and I got a coughing fit, and they all scattered. So um, that was miserable. But that's probably where I've got my biggest. There's a 10-pointer there and an 8-pointer there that I'm going to try and knock out. All right, Coach, we're going to wrap this thing up. That's, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we talked about it briefly, you know, before we got into the easy stuff. But what are some of your goals for this 22 season for, uh, you know, even though we're halfway through, what are some of the remaining goals uh, for the Clinton Red Devils? Um, I think the the community kind of sets those goals for Clinton High School. And the expectation is to compete for a region championship, have a winning season, um, make a run in the playoffs and try and make it to state championship. Um, and that is the expectations. We've made that clear with our guys, and they've accepted it, and that's the goal. Now, and I think it would be foolish for anyone to that not be their goals. Um, but that, that's it. As well as, like I said, just making sure that you're doing the correct thing by each athlete and trying to do what's best for them in their, each individual, uh, their individual lives. But as a team, I believe that's it. Well, Coach, this has been great. Definitely want all of our listeners to go check out Coach Campbell and the Clinton program on, you know, Twitter and Facebook. It's they do a great job with highlights, keeping you guys up to date with stats, things like that. Like I mentioned earlier, check us out at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube at Moving Change, MovingChange.com, our new website with our message board there, our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, et cetera. Coach, we really appreciate it. Drill, any other questions for you? I'll let Coach Campbell go for the night. Yeah, I'll try to keep it short with my long-winded self, but I uh, just want to send a special thanks to Coach Ethan Campbell for joining us again. Uh, you know, he's our first repeat guest. He's actually the first coach to take a chance on on us here at Moving the Chains with, with our interview that we did last October. So very appreciative for him. Uh, just so excited for what's coming down the pipeline for Clinton. Uh, just one of the best teams in the state, regardless of classification. Uh, they got some really dynamic playmakers. Any college coaches listening, Get on to those talented players that they have down there. Just a really great team. Congrats to Coach Fountain as well. He's doing a fantastic job. Um, 
And then I hope, you know, I hope you guys achieve all your goals this year. Uh, we'll certainly be rooting for you. Even though we root for all the teams, we'll certainly be rooting for you guys. And, uh, you know, this offseason, you know, when that carousel is going around, I've, something tells me we're probably going to be having a different interview with Coach Campbell here. No. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Coach, I think since you're a recurring guest, I think that means that whenever we call you, you just got to come on at that time. So just, you know, be ready for a random phone call here in the future. But uh, we appreciate your time. We really do. Look forward to making it down to a game this year and catching up again soon. But uh, we do appreciate your time tonight, Coach. I appreciate y'all having me. Talk to you soon. All right, bro.